You're listening to the Create More Good podcast, a place where we can explore the hidden gems among us and look at various ways to overcome some of the barriers in creating more good right where we are. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Create More Good podcast. This week, we have Yulia, and I'm going to have her say her last name because I don't want to ruin it. Um, so, Yulia, tell us, you know, who you are, what you do, um, and how you kind of got there. My name is Yulia Laricheva, and I'm the product manager slash co-founder of FunDreamer. We are a global crowdfunding platform for social good, and we also like to promote women and diversity-led projects, especially small business-led projects, because they're usually the last ones to get funded. Hmm. So we're for diverse startups and creating a, di- a diverse world. Hmm. And I'm mumbling. Tongue <laughs> <laughs> twister. Uh, um, how did I get started? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Fun Dreamer has been up and running for about a year and a few months. Uh, it feels like way less because we've been working on it so quickly, and it's been really exciting. But um, our MVP has launched, and um, we have over 149 projects that we help fund. Um, we are global. We're different from Kickstarter because we are global, and we accept 139 currencies, including Bitcoin. Wow. And we are the first flexible crowdfunding platform, so you can either A, cash out with us anytime if you reach your campaign goal, or you can extend your campaign uh, for as long as you need to fulfill your campaign goal because we know that sometimes it takes a little, little while and we want everyone to succeed. Um, and we also don't charge a fee. We're free for campaign creators. We just charge the donors 4.9%. So if somebody donates 10 bucks, we'll charge them 49 cents. That's the way we cover our operational costs. And we just want everyone to be able to fill their dream because we know crowdfunding is a lot of work. So we don't want you to lose your money or get a huge chunk taken out. Right. Yeah, I was looking through it uh, earlier, and it was definitely you know, some really interesting and unique projects in comparison you know, to Kickstarter. Um, mm-hmm. Did you always envision yourself uh, you know, running a crowdfunding campaign platform? You know what? Um, no. I. If you would have told me a year ago that I would have just flown out to L.A. and um, I found my founders and I just launched this thing in three months. Uh, no, I mean, I think that's the beauty of living in New York and opening up yourself to possibilities and saying yes. Um, I've been working in the startup space for the last three years with a few companies helping launch startups for large corporations. Um, so I'm very familiar with Agile and lean product development and MVPs. And then I've also worked as a creative director for the last 11 years in advertising in New York. Uh, I'm an interactive art director. I have a tech background, basically. I'm not a coder, but I know my Ruby Rails. I know my Python. Um, and I can communicate with coders. But I'm also an art director, so I have a eye for design and branding and communication. And uh, the opportunity just kind of came about. Um, I have a friend... And uh, she's really great. And um, she just called me up and she's like, we're starting this crowdfunding platform. I know you're taking some classes at GA because I was building an augmented reality app at the time. So I've been talking to um, my founders about launching an augmented reality app because they've been in the IT world slash gaming world. So I was picking their brain. And through this conversation, they told me that they were working on a crowdfunding platform. And they were like, wait, you just did a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter. I try to launch a kids' clothing line because I don't know how to sleep. I'm always doing things. 
So um, I had experience learning about crowdfunding. I spent about seven to eight months researching crowdfunding intensely and doing a campaign, and I learned a lot. And uh, they were like, wait, this is perfect. You do startups, you know all about crowdfunding, fly out to LA, help us launch this thing in three months, and let's get this show going. And I said, okay. And within a week, I subletted my apartment in New York, and I flew out to LA, and I... I think I maybe took off like two days at the very most. Like I lived in Malibu on the beach and I didn't go to the beach. All we did was work and get this, get this MVP up and running. And then I flew back to New York and I've been um, by coastal for the last year and a half, which has been really great. And uh, it's really exciting to see this take off and people really like it. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, I remember coming across it on uh, Facebook. Um, I think we share a mutual friend and he you know, is always connecting people and I'm always, you know, admiring the way in which he promotes other people and, you know, incorporates what they're doing and shares their vision and really inspires others by, you know, what he does. And I saw it and I was like, oh, this would be, you know, great to have on the show primarily because, I want the world to hear a lot more about, you know, what are your dreams for this? You know, what are some of the things you may have stumbled on um, in leading up to this decision that, you know, kind of tip the scales from saying, you know, we have a lot of things that are going on bad in the world, but, you know, here's a small space in which we can create, you know, more good. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, going through this entire thing, um, what are, you know, some stories or struggles or tips and tricks that, you know, you can share of things that you've gone through and kind of helped push you more towards doing projects like these? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a very good question. Tips and tricks. Um, the one tip I think about being an entrepreneur is that you have to make sure you are fit physically and mentally to deal with it. So I think the number one thing is don't forget to take time out to go to the gym. And don't forget to take the time to feed yourself proper nutrition and surround yourself with a really great network of friends. Because I think when you launch a startup, you're going to really figure out who your friends are, who support you and who don't, and who are just... If you really want to know who your friends are, launch a startup. Oh, so true. Uh... It's so true. So surround yourself with a really good network. Um, get rid of the people that are just sucking up your time and telling you no. Get rid of the ne negative Nancys. Get rid of the people that don't believe in you. Support yourself with people that are, they see your vision and believe in you. And, um, and work out because it takes athleticism to not have a heart attack while you're doing this, honestly. Because you're working really long hours and you're stressed out. So meditation and yoga and instead of Knowing how to say no, I think for me, has been the most important thing because there are 3,000 things that need to be done. So you need to really make a list of priorities and go, what are the top three things that I'm going to work on today? And if everything else gets done after that, that'll be super. But these are the three things that I need to accomplish today mm. because otherwise they'll go on forever. And little things will come in and they'll interrupt and they'll take away from that. And making lists, three things a day, big ones. I mean, the serious ones, like, okay, I have to get back to this VC. I have to talk to the coders about implementing this feature. And this campaign has to be launched with our social media team. Like, little things like that. And uh, and also realizing that this, this isn't your life is also really important. Know that you're doing something amazing, but 
Also, make sure to spend some time with friends, which is really hard to do when you're an entrepreneur because you just want to spend all your time with your startup. But you get really good feedback with friends. So use that time to become more human, I guess. Become less tech, less machine, and go to a park. Do some work in the park. If you need to answer emails, go to a park. Put a blanket down. Make sure you have some Wi-Fi, Sheepheads Meadow in Central Park, wherever. Um, become more human. Spend time away from the computer. Um, go to networking events, but quality networking events, not like just every networking event, just the ones that you really need to find, um, find the connections with. And um, creating social good. Um, I think if you're really passionate about what you're doing, helping comes naturally. And social good is not something that I just do in the startup space. Um, it's just I try to do a nice thing for somebody every day. You know, it's one thing helping people live their dreams, which is really hard and takes a lot of energy, too. You know, you're always answering questions. You're giving advice. Like today, I was looking for an apartment, and my real estate agent want, wanted to start an awesome organic um, facial business in New York and nails and Bushwick. <laughs> cool. And I was like, that's so cool. And I was just giving her tips. Like, to me, this is just what I do. It comes natural to me, and it's not even being a good person. It's like I'm truly excited about people's dreams mm -hmm. because I, wanna, I want everybody to be happy. And it's a small meditation technique that I do. And sometimes, you know, somebody's having a crappy day. Every, every one of us has a crappy day and something doesn't go right and sometimes you're frustrated. And you have to remember this tiny meditation, which is, I love you, I want you to be happy. And every time there's something that comes up in life that gives you a little bit of a struggle, maybe things don't go your way, maybe somebody's saying no when you really want them to say yes to something, you just take a second and you go, I love you, in your head. Not out loud. You go, I love you. I want you to be happy. And you really express the good for that person. And then both of you, I mean, if both of you really know how to do it, then it really works. And it's a simple thing I learned from actually um, a Google meditation course because wow. Google forces everyone to meditate, which is great. Oh, and um, cool. it's a really wonderful technique. And little things like the other day, um, I was drinking this really delicious watermelon slushy, and I saw this little tiny kid on the street. He put his face into the store. He must have been around six. And he was staring me down for the slushy banging on the window. Uh, and I just said, oh, my God, I can't sit here and eat the slushy while this kid is like, he wants it. And his mom was like, no. And then I saw that his mom was like a teenage mom, and she had two other kids. And uh, I was like, oh, oh, snap. Okay, I got this. So I just bought um, four slushies for the whole entire family, and I just walked out and gave him slushies. Nice. Because that's not a big deal. It's not a big deal for me to buy people slushies. And everybody was so happy. And doing good, it doesn't have to be something humongous. It doesn't have to be Bill Gates scale philanthropy. It can just buying a little kid and a mom slushie. That's all it is. Like, I grew up with a single mom. So I looked at that little kid and I was like, oh, I see it in his eyes. I know that feeling when you want something and your mom won't buy it for you because she doesn't have the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's always interesting. Um, I run into people and I find this in a lot of, you know, major downtown areas. Um, there are a lot of interesting stories that are just kind of, you know, floating by and being ignored. Um, I remember one day uh, it was kind of raining and I noticed this guy and he had he had a very familiar look to him. And, I you know, I asked him, you know, is there something that I can do, you know, can I buy you, like, I guess, lunch or whatever, um, and he was like, you know, I'd love for you to, but I'd prefer somewhere that I can sleep, 
tonight um, over that. And I was kind of like, you know, many of us, we complain about oh, our Wi-Fi being out or, oh, you know, our phone's dying or things like that. But there are people every day who are deciding, should I, you know, get something to eat or should I, you know, find somewhere to sleep that, you know, I'm not going to get even, I guess, more sick and ended up dying or whatever the case is. Um, so, you know, I decided, hey, you know, I'm going to walk with this guy. And, you know, he started telling me about how he ended up in the military and how, you know, he did traveling for wherever he wanted to go. They'd basically, you know, send him. Um, and then when he got out, he wasn't, you know, sure what to do. And, you know, he's like, I know all these different things and here I am. He's like, but I'm happy because every person that I meet um, is, you know, a person that I can, you know, share something with. Even if I'm in a bad situation, I always find a way to help someone else out. Um, and it really blew my mind, you know, there are people just like that, that even in the midst of them and not having anything, um, they still find a way to do something that, I guess, speaks volumes about who they are as an individual. Um, so that really made my day. And, you know, it's really nice because I grew up with a single mother as well. Um, so now I, can, I tend to find myself, I guess, more as sympathetic towards, I guess, children in that situation and try to create programs and opportunities that, you know, they can have... Um, they can have access to something and do something that really stretches their imagination and takes them from being in a situation where they feel like they have no hope um, and giving them something that, you know, gives them the ability to create hope for themselves. Um, so, you know, with that, and I kind of wanted to ask you, in creating, you know, more good, what's the most important aspect of that to you? Oh, gosh, achieving utopia on planet Earth and stop wars and uh, trying to become an enlightened planet where people share resources instead of fighting over them. So this is a really tiny part of a really big picture. Um, I think if you teach compassion to people and if you encourage people to share mm -hmm. and believe in each other, right. then we can really change the dynamic of civilization. And if we can all look at each other as one, um, there's a reason why we're a global crowdfunding platform. Uh, we really want to get everybody in the world behind people's ideas. So say there's a small village in India and they want to sanitize and create toilets. We want the whole entire world to be able to chip in. Maybe there's somebody, um, you know, in San Francisco that sees the campaign and maybe they visited India and maybe they have a connection. Maybe they grew up in India. Maybe they grew up in that town and moved to San Francisco. They're working in tech startup. They have a little bit of money they want to share. Um, maybe it's somebody in Detroit who's just inspired by that story. Maybe they're building a community garden and they're fundraising too and they have a little bit of extra money and they just decided to chip in. Whatever that reason is, whatever inspiration that person finds for donating a few bucks to a project, um, we want to facilitate that and we want to connect the whole entire world. We want people to realize that everybody's one and if we help one person, we help ourselves. Because it's a global economy, and we're all we're all in this together. Everybody should care about the environment. Everybody should care about um, water. Water is going to be a very huge conversation piece in the next few years, especially um, with the California water drought. We have a lot of social climate issues that we would love to address with our platform as well. 
you know, we need seed money to be able to put a little bit more effort into it. But um, there's a conversation happening all over the world and people are starting to wake up and care about causes. And they realize that sometimes you need money to fix problems and you need money for research and you need money for people to come up with ideas and solve these huge challenges. Um, and we want to be a part of that process. We want to help facilitate it and help fundraise and unite the world to do more good. I like that. Yeah, it's that's actually, you know, something pretty unique that I never even thought of, you know. You kind of you sit and you watch documentaries and you're like, oh, I wish there was a way in which, you know, I can reach out and help someone um, somewhere else. And then you start Googling different ways to do it. And next thing you know, you have this huge obstacle in front of you of I have to go through this, this, and this. Um, and so, you know, what you guys are providing is a really direct way of being able to facilitate, you know, key growth in very, you know, unique and remote areas. Um, that's pretty amazing. Um, so in all of this, uh, you know, over the years up until now, what are some aspects of creating more good or staying positive that you struggled with the most? That I've struggled with the most? That's a good question. Um, I want to say one more thing in regards to the previous question as well. I think it's also up to the people individually to start taking action because governments and organizations are no longer doing the job. True. If you look at um, what Red Cross did for Nepal, they don't know where half the money went. They raised so much money, mm. and everybody's wondering where the money went. They go, wow, there were millions of dollars reached. How come none of it reached Nepal? What is going on? Where is the money going? Where is accountability? Mm -hmm. And I think if people take it upon themselves to be the change that they want to see in the world, then um, you're not looking to these huge structures to create change. You're empowering yourself and your community to make the change that you see. We have a girl. Um, the reason why I mentioned sanitation in India is because we have a campaign coming up of this really incredible woman from Boston who just decided to fundraise 10,000 bucks and just go to India and she built 100 toilets for people in the community that had none. So she's really changing the lives of these people. And it's incredible. And she's doing another crowdfunding campaign. And, and now this time she's going to create 100 more toilets. But she's going to put LED lights on them. And I put mm -hmm. her in touch with my friend who's out of China who has the world's biggest LED company because he just happens to be one of my friends. And I was like, hey, this is a great PR piece. You guys should work together. Your company should provide the LED lights for this amazing village. Like a company in China is providing lighting for a village in india and a little russian girl in new york made that happen and all these other people who contributed to her crowdfunding campaign they're saving a village they're changing people's lives sanitation in india is you know if, any, if anybody has been to india it's 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 a hard place so this one individual is doing really incredible things and it doesn't take much to do incredible things it just takes people believing in you True, true. Yeah. Um, so you're circling back. Oh, and your question oh, yeah. is, oh, my yeah. challenges, right? Like, uh, what has been the biggest thing? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is about um, keeping positive for me because um, being an entrepreneur has so many ups and downs. It's it's a roller coaster ride. One day you're doing really well. One, one day you're covered by Forbes. Another day you're like, oh, our acquisition numbers are really slow. We have... We have a lot of hits, but we don't have a lot of conversions on our site. Where are our users going? They're obviously going to Indiegogo or Kickstarter because we're not big enough. It's a catch-22. Um, you know, they want to go with a brand as opposed to a better product. And our product is technically better. We are free. <laughs> we are global, and we do a lot of promotion for you. So it's a catch-22. So the biggest challenge has been, I guess, dealing with my own 
little, um, they call them gremlins in your head, right? You have little gremlins and they're going, ah, this isn't moving fast enough. Oh, you're not working hard enough. Um, you know, this should look better. It's just all the little tiny gremlins that sit and criticize you in your own head that you have to block out and go, let's focus on the positive. Things are doing awesome. And even though we're noticing the things that are not 100% perfect, we're going to just slowly try to improve them. And it's not going to happen in one day. It might happen in four. Or it might happen in a week at the late longest. But it's not forever. Nothing is permanent. And keep the whole picture in mind and focus on your, um, on your achievements. Celebrate your achievements. I think that's the best thing. Every, like, every entrepreneur just goes, oh, that's an achievement. That was cool. I'm going to keep on working and go to the next one. But I think it's important to celebrate tiny achievements in any way it is. Even if it's like you take a little orange juice, put a little bit of champagne there in the morning and brunch on Sunday while you're working because I know everybody works on a Sunday. You just sit there and you take a second and you go, I'm in. This happened, we kicked butt, let's keep going. So it's like climbing a wall and you just put one leg higher than the other. You put one arm on top of the other and you keep going. Sometimes you slip, but you just got to keep going and mm. you'll reach the top. Mm. And um, I think it's just about keeping it on a positive. So surround yourself with positive people, surround yourself with positive music and uh, work out. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, I, I keep agree. the gremlins at bay. Keep <laughs> the gremlins quiet. Sometimes give them a cookie if they need a cookie. <laughs> Cookies are good. Um, so, what is one thing that you know someone could do today, um, whether it's you know joining Fun Dreamer and supporting a project there, um, mm -hmm. meditating, exercising? Um, one thing that you'd recommend they start with today uh, to improve the good in their life. Make a plan. Go make a plan, a weekly plan, a monthly plan. Go, this is where I am. This is what I want to be. These are the goals that I need to establish. So um, create milestones and figure out a way to knock those milestones out. You need a roadmap. Um, if you want to do more social good, figure out what it is. It, like, it doesn't have to be 100% big all the way. Sometimes it takes little tiny things to make up a big thing. So... Oh, gosh, say your goal is to create an alternative village that is, like, self-powered. You have your own schools, your own hospitals. Just create your own society somewhere, right? We'll start with one thing. Pick a location, you know. Uh, build a community. The number one thing you need to do before you start any project, which is what we tell all of our crowdfunding um, people, is build a community. Surround yourself with people who believe in you and who will be your champions and your advocates. So gather a crowd that will amplify your mission we're looking for dreamers um so we're trying to connect with people who have dreams that we can help through crowdfunding because we will amplify their voice and in turn they will amplify our voice as well but our platform cannot exist without people who have dreams and a similar vision of improving the world like we do and um uh, the hardest thing has been that we are a bootstrap company so getting your message out on a bootstrap budget uh so we're developing a YouTube channel. We're trying to create a lot of engagement on social. And it's about building a community and building building an army of social good doers that can help you because you can't do everything yourself. So get good people on your team. Build a team. Get a really good team. Help people who work hard and believe in your vision. Um, create an account on fundreamer.com and start your campaign today. <laughs>
donate to other projects on FunDreamer and look at little ways you can... The best way to improve anything is start local. Look at your life and go, what is local that I can impact? Maybe I won't be able to go directly to, you know, like a village miles and miles away and build a library or a school there, but I can do something to improve my community. What does it need? Does it need an organic um, fruit stand? Something simple. Does it need fruits and vegetables that are organic in my community? How do I do that? You know, does it need a small business here that will be whatever, whatever? Like, figure out ways to help the community and what it needs. Because that's the way businesses thrive. If there's a need and you fill it, you'll be successful. So, uh, build a community, man. That's all I gotta say. I'm all behind building great communities. I think, you know, kids tend to turn out better. Um, over generations, things improve and, you know, you find less occurrences of things like racism or, you know, putting down other groups because they're not like you. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of good aspects to building solid quality communities that, you know, I really do enjoy. Um, so as we go into kind of the last part of our show here, um, is there any, you know, promotions or things that you guys are currently, you know, doing that you, know, you want to share with our listeners? Um, and how can people get in touch with you, you know, kind of outside of our show as well? Definitely. Okay, so we have a really great campaign coming up. It just launched this week, and it's for the all-women Afghani mountaineering team. They're all women. It's really incredible. Women in Afghanistan don't have any rights. They can't drive a car. They can't own property. It's pretty intense. Um, so these brave women, it's a small group of them, they decided they're, that they're going to sum, summit the highest mountain in Afghanistan, which is, I think, 24,000 feet. I have to double check on this, but it's a very large mountain. It cannot limit us. And even though we live in a society that limits us, we're going to make our voices heard. So they're fundraising about $100,000 to do this trek for a lot of people. They also have, um, obviously, bodyguards because the mountains are dangerous. And there are also women doing the climb, and a lot of people in the country do not want women doing anything, and they will actually throw stones at them and harass them. And their lives are actually a little bit in danger for doing this because they're doing something that's not traditional. And um, it's actually pretty historic, I think. I don't think there's ever been an Afghani mountain climbing all-women team. So they're getting a lot of press coverage. They've been on NPR. It's really, really inspiring. They've been training a lot. They've been doing sit-ups. They've been doing physical training because it's a physically demanding task. And they say that men just come and throw stones at them in the middle of the square and shout at them and yell at them. And they're just being harassed. And these women are so strong. They're between the ages of, like, 16 and, and their 20s and 30s. And uh, they're so brave. I, I'm, just, I'm just in awe of them. That's that they are to do something that is so brave and hopefully it will inspire people everywhere because everybody should be equal, not just women, not just LGBT, um, not just trans women. Everybody is equal on this planet. That's the simple that it comes in. The reason why FunDreamer exists is to create equality for women and diversity groups, but in a perfect world, we wouldn't need our platform because everybody would be equal. And a woman or a diversity-led startup will have the same chance if it's a good idea to get it funded, um, just as, you know, the Mark Zuckerbergs or the white dudes that went to Stanford or <laughs> Penn State, you know, or anywhere else. Um, it's a network, and we have to kind of break apart that network, and we have to create women and diversity-led entrepreneurs and investors that, in turn, are also the champions of other women and diversity group investors. So we have a chance for everybody to create innovation. 
So innovation has a lower um, entry field. We can establish more schools for women in diversity groups to teach technology. Everybody should learn technology. It's really mm -hmm. the new language. Yeah. It's about empowering everybody to come into the new tech century, really, and giving back and doing amazing things. So, yeah, we have the Afghani Girl um, All-Women Mountain Climbing Team. Um, yes, we have the All-Women Mountain Climbing Afghani Team campaign that launched last week. That's really, really exciting. And then we have um, a really great school in Brooklyn. It's a theater school, and uh, it's a really, really creative creative school. And they're trying to raise about um, $100,000 to buy all of their students Chromebooks. Oh. So Google Chrome, if you're listening, it would be really great if you can hook them up with a discount or if you can donate a lot of books because all these kids are really talented. They do film and they need computers to edit their film on. And, um, you know, we're not asking for Apple Books here. This is just Google Chrome, just basics. And uh, we've already raised about $20,000 for them, which is really exciting. Wow. But we want to give all the kids Google Chromebooks. We don't want to just pass them out to the graduating class because right. we want to teach these kids skills. They want to they want to be able to edit on Final Cut. They want to be able to edit on iMovie and just learn how to make, how to take their craft to the next level. So um, we're really excited to do that yeah. because the kids are really talented and they're really cute. So it's a really great campaign we have going on. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, I'm excited for the projects that you guys have going now and, you know, the ones that are coming up, whatever they may be, you know, something huge that may, you know, end world war or disease or something like that. That would be pretty awesome if it came from you guys. Um, so you guys also have a website as well. Um, why don't you, you know, share that for our listening audience and we'll also include that in the show notes. That'd be great. So you can check out our startup at uh, funddreamer.com, F-U-N-D-D-R-E-A-M-E-R.com. And you can find us on social media at Fundreamer. Basically, at Fundream or anything, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and if you want to contact me directly, uh, you can find me at Yulia NYC. That's pretty much my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle. I don't really use Facebook; I just kind of like repost on it. It's more of like a Rolodex. So Twitter is probably the best way to get in touch with me at Yulia NYC. And um, so my email is Yulia at Fundreamer.com if anybody wants to email me directly. And what makes our platform um, different from Kickstarter and Indiegogo and Crowdcracks and all those is that we actually work one-on-one -on -one with all of our campaigns. So we have a how-to guide. We actually do Google and Skype sessions. And we promote all of our campaigns on social media. So we're very, very involved with our projects. We're very hands-on. Um, we also have crowdfunding coaches. If anybody needs them, we charge 2.5% for that service if they need extensive help. But for... Um, you know, the smaller projects, we are here. Like, people can text me, and they do. People can call me, and they do. And people can email me or Google um, G-chat me or do, do anything, Google Hangouts. Um, we're, we're all very available. Like, Ellie and Raj and, and I and the rest of the team, we're accessible. Hmm. And we want to help you make your dreams come true. That's pretty cool. Um I really want to thank you for having, you know, taking the time out of such a intense couple of weeks. I know for you, I know, especially for me as well, um, to sit down and chat about, you know, things that you're doing, um, how you're creating more good, and especially about the awesome stuff that, you know, you guys have at Fun Dreamer. Um, 
really, really thank you for being on the show. And I hope, you know, our listeners also take away something that inspires them to do more good this week um, as well. Um, so, yes, thank you once again for being on the show, Yulia. And, uh, you know, let's keep going and creating more good. David, you rock. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I know you're really busy, too, and we've been trying to set it up for the last few weeks, and I'm super grateful. And I think you're doing a great thing because you're giving a voice to the people, and um, it's awesome. Thank you.